Welcome to Stacy on the Right, the podcast. It's like overtime for football games, only this is something we like. So, today on the program, it's my pleasure to welcome yet another fantastic woman of God. Someone who has taken the time to write a devotional and is doing so much with what God has given to her. We have Dr. Tanya Swigert. She is an author, educator, minister, and conference speaker. Her devotional is called The Heart, His Words, Plus My Thoughts. And she's joining us right now to have a conversation about all things godly. Dr. Swigert, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. All right. So I am so excited to have a conversation with you about, first off, this devotional that you've written. Um, Tell us about The Heart, His Words, Plus My Thoughts. What made you decide to write a devotional? Okay. So I was a part of a church, and unfortunately, as sometimes happens, we had a church split. Uh, There were 12 of us that left the church. We started our own, and at the time when we started it, we did not have the minister in place. And I would just start with messages for the 12 of us. And my first message that the Lord gave me was, guard your heart with all diligence, because I didn't want any of us to enter into a period of bitterness. And each time I spoke... I always talked about the heart, and it just became my theme, so to speak, that I would always find a scripture about taking care of our hearts. So fast forward, I told people about the messages. They said, oh, you should put it in a book. But it wasn't until my daughter was uh, in the hospital near death in 2017 that the Lord impressed upon me to write a story about when the heart is overwhelmed. Because as we sat there, seeing her body limp and lifeless looking, uh, my heart was so overwhelmed, and the Lord gave me that final devotion, and I put the book all together in a matter of weeks after almost 10 years of writings, and I pulled it together in a matter of weeks and came up with those 16 devotionals, and my son helped me with the title, and he's also the graphic designer for the book. So for anyone who's interested in this devotional, I just pulled it up. It is available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com and Westbow Press. So you can find it all over the, the links to purchase it, it. All of these sites will be at the show notes at Stacy on the right. Listen on the right.com um, where the podcasts are all located. So I, I love that story. A, a lot of times people in, in grief will find that the Lord gives them something special out of it that can reach outside of your circumstance and it helps other people people. And devotionals are kind of like that when you, I love going to different devotionals and getting, there's always something in it that you can get out and apply to your own circumstances. And it becomes a part of you and what you can share with other people. So it's a real gift for you to have taken a difficult time and created something beautiful out of it that blesses other people. Yes. And I, it was just God inspired. He spoke to me. Um, he put it together Um, I've always liked to write as a teacher. I like to write as well. But I was really amazed that even when I go back and read it myself, I'm amazed at how God gave it to me. And all the glory goes to him. So speaking of, you you mentioned your daughter. Um, One of the things that you speak about when you're out and, and, you know, doing public speaking engagements and you're an expert in this subject matter is being a godly mother. And so I'm, I'm wondering, what would you say the attributes of a godly mother are? Okay. Well, we always go back to Proverbs 31, well, who can find the virtuous woman? And all of those gifts and attributes are there. 
I think godly women, first of all, have to be praying women. You've got to pray. You've got to cultivate that one-on-one intimate time with the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So that is the first thing. Also, godly women are knowledgeable women. I believe the Bible says that without knowledge, the people perish. And we've got to study to show ourselves approved unto God. And so that, to me, has you know, seeking God through prayer, asking Him for wisdom and knowledge and understanding are the key attributes that I think that every woman needs to have in raising children today. So that that is something I think we kind of take for granted. Um, You know, God's Word actually gives us specific instructions for every area of life, but we kind of say, oh, you know, maybe I'll look at the Bible for this, maybe I'll look at the Bible for that. Um, So in in today's world where we have moved past being a Christian society, now we're a post-Christian society, we're now secular more than we are Christian as a nation. And a lot of people, they're, they're deceived. They are, they're obviously wrong, but they feel that that's a, a good development. It's something that is more positive because they feel that's more open and accepting. But what we have also seen in conjunction with that move away from Christ is an increase in all of the things that we don't want, violence, poverty, degradation, and the sexualization of children, and the open flouting of anything that's moral. People openly um, kind of mock and look down on moral things like marriage and chastity and faithfulness and honesty and goodness and truth. And so in a secular society, when, when you talk to people about raising children, what do, you, what do you stress to them? What is the thing that you want them to know and take away if they're, if they're kind of grappling with that, with smaller kids or even with teenagers? Right. Well, first I tell them that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so even in secular society, the wisdom that we have, if you think about great uh, philosophers or theories, I'm currently in a graduate program for mental health counseling. And I find that as I'm studying those theoretical principles of Freud and Adler and Erickson, um, they all come from the Word of God. They may not have given God the credit. So that being said, I believe that all children need a firm foundation of whatever your doctrine is going to be. Be consistent with it. Children need consistency. And so I chose the Word of God to be consistent with my children. Uh, if, you have a, if you're a secular parent and you're not feeling the Word of God, then if you're going to adhere to a particular theoretical perspective, know that theoretical perspective and really stick to that. I, you know, from a secular perspective, I like Erickson's theory on raising children. It's developmental. And so a lot of those principles that I go back to. So I say God's word, in my opinion, is the firm foundation that we need to build for children. However, we can always find a biblical principle, even in secular thoughts, because they didn't create it. It came from God. And I don't think they always acknowledge that. But when you do the research, you find out that's what he said. You just said it a different way. <laughs> so so it all comes back to him, which I truly believe. But it, 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 in other words, it's not really going to matter. If you're seeking truth, you're going to find your way back to God. And that's what you want to instill in your children. So that brings us to the role of Christian women. And um, so in today's society... 
the power and strength of women that God gave to us as the helper to men. Um, And I always like to stress when God called us helper, he is actually giving us the same moniker that he applies to himself in the Bible. He says he is our helper, the lifter of our head. He says the woman is helper to the man. So he, we are like God in that attribute that he gives us the power to help and strengthen men. That is an amazing responsibility and something that, you know, if, if you think about it correctly, it's awe-inspiring that that's what God would say to us because remember he created man first. So he didn't, he didn't have to give wife the role of helper. He could have given us almost anything else. Instead he said helper. So in today's society, women are supposed to be men, supposed to be as strong as a man, uh, you know, leap tall buildings, punch down bad guys, you know, do whatever a man can do. But actually our power comes in the complementary nature of God's creative power in our lives. When he created women to fit into one unit by joining together with men. So what is the role of Christian women? Okay. Well, I told, I have a, a mentoring group of young women who one day hope to be wives. And this mentoring group is ages 27 up. Basically right now, our oldest person is almost 50, but these are women that have never been married. They're all college educated women who profess Christianity and the Lord gave me a revelation about three weeks ago uh, for them that when he took a rib from Adam and formed woman, that we became that resource to complete men. And so I say look for ways that we can help people to be whole. And I think that if we stop trying to be competitive but look for opportunities to help them be complete and help them to become whole, that we'll all be more satisfied. They will become our protectors and our providers, and we help them to see where they're lacking and become complete. And so if we as Christian women would stop being so competitive and allow the system to work on that we can be taken care of and provided for, I think it would reduce a lot of stress in our life, for one, so that we can focus on seeing those inner needs that men sometimes or children have that they don't know they have. And that's the vision that God has given us. And I tell people all the time, Adam and Eve were there together looking at the same fruit. Why is it that Adam didn't see the attributes? God gave women a particular sense of vision that he didn't give men. And I have found that played out oftentimes. And so women need to also be rested so that they can cultivate the vision that God has given them. That's just Tanya. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Okay, so that's fantastic. And and it's would would you say that because I it, I feel encouraged by what you said. Would would you say that if we really could understand the true nature of our role and the complementary nature of men and women, that we'd be happier? I would say that. I tell people all the time, I've had a very, very, very blessed life because I accepted the role. And my mother was not a Christian woman raising me, but she raised me to be a good wife one day. And I take and hold on to those principles. So whether you're raised with the Bible, my mother raised me on superstitious sayings and old wives' tales, but I found them to still be applicable to my life. And so that's what I'm saying. If you can realize that each of us have a role, and the biggest thing that I say as a teacher as well is that we all are 
different and we have diverse roles. Just find out what your role is and walk there in and be comfortable with it. I don't have to take your role just because I see you doing something great and I can be comfortable in that. And we have gender roles and because God is not the author of confusion. And I think that if we operate in um, separation when it's appropriate, I don't have to be just like you. So as as we're uh, wrapping our our discussion up here, um, and you you have experience, you're you're a mom, you have you know accomplished many things, and so there's wisdom that you have that you can impart to younger women as you're doing with your mentoring group and your devotional and the work that you do um, as an educator and minister and and even conference speaker. You're sharing with um, with people who are looking for knowledge, and that's always important. I think. Um, acknowledging the fact that people who've gone on before us who have experience, who've taken the time to get extra education, to become experts in areas, getting the knowledge from them and learning from them as a part of becoming wise ourselves. So what would you recommend for, for any parent who's listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, I, I am kind of toughing it out with raising our kids in the secular society. What would you, do you have a resource that you would recommend to them or, or, a, a thing that you feel like they should do. You you've already kind of shared about the the instilling of a particular perspective and keeping to that, being consistent. But is there anything else you would share with parents who are struggling with this right now? I would say all parents get to know themselves better as a person and love themselves first. You know, because the Bible says love God and love yourself. And I find that there are too many women, particularly, who love everyone else. They love their children more than themselves. They love their spouses more than themselves. They love their extended family more than they love themselves. They love their friends more than they love themselves. They love their jobs more than they love themselves. My goal is to let women know, particularly, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you look in the mirror, you shouldn't be disappointed in what you see. And if you can see that, then your children will see that you're a confident, positive person that they want to be like you one day. And that's what I try to model. So I tell, study themselves, get to know themselves. What makes them tick? What makes them hurt? What makes them happy? What makes them sad? Get to know themselves and like what they learn about themselves. And if you can do that, it won't matter who says what. You'll be confident in who you are, and then you'll be led to find out what else you need to add to your life. All right. Um, I am so excited that we got a chance to chat and that we are going to be able to share your devotion with everyone. It has been such a pleasure to chat with you today on Stacey on the Right. Dr. Tanya Swigert, author, educator, minister, and conference speaker. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me and God bless. God bless. Are you looking for an affordable health care option? Are you upset by the health insurance options offered by the ACA? Head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com and click the banner ad for the Alliance for Shared Health to sign up for health sharing. 
Ash is a health share ministry with over 40,000 households participating. As a member, you share in the financial burden of health care expenses, including needs sharing for critical illness, accidents, dental, and vision. You can access the virtual care provider at zero cost, pick up your prescription from the pharmacy using the share prescription card, and order lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. Open enrollment is now. Don't miss out on the chance to save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Reach out to Ash today. Head over to StaceyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad and sign up now. That's StaceyOnTheRight.com. Click the banner ad and start sharing and saving today. Alliance for Shared Health, changing healthcare, changing lives.